Welcome back to Black Equity. Another great episode for you. This is episode 151. And we are truly blessed to have such wonderful listeners. Thank you for all the support, all the messages you send. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you for those who are signed up to be premium uh, Black Equity Insiders and are receiving their daily emails. Uh, This week, we are breaking down how to attract uh, affluent clients. And it is a phenomenal series that we are excited about sharing with our Black Equity Insiders. And today's episode is going to be an awesome episode. Some new information has come across my desk. Uh, It is starting to make its rounds around Black culture. And so as I'm analyzing uh, this information that's being shared out with Zion signing a new contract, it's going to cause me to do a deeper analysis on the Black equity of things. We have to understand this. Uh, So sit back, enjoy. Uh, I know that this episode will bring you plenty of equity and plenty of wisdom And I look forward to hearing your thoughts and responses uh, through the rest of the week. So thank you for joining us and let's get this episode started. So the news is coming out live as we're speaking that Zion Williamson uh, supposedly has signed some multi-million dollar deal with uh, Jumpman. So we have to look at this and understand what's going on. So before we do that, let's take a quick look at what the reports are. It says here from Nike News that Zion Williamson joins Jordan brand family. TMZ says Zion Williamson signs with Nike's Jordan brand. And Bloomberg says Zion Williamson signs shoe deal with Nike for Jordan brand. So let's look over at Bloomberg. Let's see what they're talking about. See if there's anything that we can learn from the uh, reported information that appears to be coming from uh, Jumpman themselves. So uh, as we try to pull up Bloomberg, uh, the article looks like you're going to have to pay in order to receive it, which is fine. Uh, Let's look at ESPN and see what they're saying. Zion signed sneaker deal with Jordan Brand. This is written by Nick DiPola. Uh, Zion enjoying perks of the NBA. After months of deliberating a handful of offers, New Orleans Orleans Pelicans rookie number one overall pick. Uh, Zion Williamson has signed a multi-year shoe deal with Jordan Brand. Uh, Zion is reported as saying the following. I feel incredibly blessed to be part of the Jordan brand family. Williamson said, since I was a kid, I dreamed of making it to the league and having the type of impact on the game Michael Jordan had and continues to have today. He was one of the one of those special athletes I looked up to, and I really can't express how happy and excited I am for this journey. Uh, Terms of the deal were not disclosed, though multiple competitor brands had offered the rookie sensation more than $10 million annually in their negotiations, according to industry sources. Williamson announced the signing on Instagram on Tuesday. Jordan Brand called a special all-employees meeting Tuesday morning just after Williamson's post on Instagram to announce the signing internally. The brand has short-term plans to launch digital billboards featuring Williamson that are slated to go live in key markets later in the day. 
Uh, with more than 67% of NBA players currently wearing Nike basketball sneakers, the company has been looking to inject more energy and youthfulness into its Jordan brand subsidiary roster of athletes around uh, 7% of the league. Jordan brand currently features signature sneakers for both Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, with Williamson expected to be the future face of the brand. Over the last 34 years, we've built an incredible roster of talent with the same determination and greatness as uh, Michael Jordan, says Howard White, Jordan Vice President of Brand Affairs. There is something special about Zion that reminds me of MJ when he was younger. So there is uh, some of the initial reactions uh, from the news sources. And then I came across (laughs) something very funny on uh, Twitter. Uh, I found this to be just just very, uh, very funny. So on Twitter, uh, there was a person on there saying, uh, it's only right that Zion signed with the GOAT. Let's get ready for a great season. So that one tweet really prompted me to say, you know what, with that, tweet itself that tweet itself is an an entire episode of black equity podcast because the problem in the culture is we don't understand black equity okay we think that we have won something in all of this and it baffles my mind that we can't see what's really going on. And so instead of uh, giving you uh, the equity of, of the situation and breaking down with this point and this point and this point, I just want us to take a step back and just study how endorsements themselves work. Because I think we've lost our identity through endorsements and it's time that we found it. So I'm I'm going to to really break this down for you once and for all of where the black equity is in all of this. And I want to do it in a in a different type of a way. So uh let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and then let's uh let's break this thing down because I, I really need all of us to to be on the same page. We have to put this misconception to bed. There is this misconception within our community that uh, Michael Jordan owns Jumpman. And so whenever somebody (laughs) signs with Jumpman or does anything with Jumpman, everybody thinks that it's Michael Jordan. And so all you have to do is just do a quick search, right? Who owns Jumpman? I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty simple, but there's this narrative, a narrative uh, going on in the community that Michael Jordan owns Jumpman. Actually, the Jumpman logo is owned by Nike to promote the Air Jordan brand of basketball sneakers and other sportswear. It is the silhouette of former NBA player and current Charlotte Hornets owner, Michael Jordan. Okay. Now, where does Michael Jordan come into play here? 
I mean, obviously it's his logo, it's his likeness, right? So how does this all, how does it all work? Well, Air Jordan is uh, a subsidiary. So we have to back up a second here because this is, this is, it's so vital that we understand <laughs> how this is, works. Air Jordan is a subsidiary of Nike Incorporated. And what that means in layman's terms is that Air Jordan falls under the Nike umbrella, with some people describing Nike as being Jordan's parent company. In reality, however, the relationship between the two is a lot more layered. What began as virtually a single athlete shoe endorsement with Michael Jordan in 1985 laid the foundation for Air Jordan to become the gold standard in court shoes, eclipsing even their parent company, Nike. So much so that Air Jordan's influence has bled into other areas with a notable following in skateboarding culture, which began as um, as far back as the cult, the search for animal chin film, as well as a high profile sponsorship of French football team Paris St. Germain. In total, yes, Jordan is part of the Nike group, but they are without a doubt one of the swooshes most valuable assets. They are uh, they are very capable of standing on their own feet. Okay, so this comes from the head of content and social media, um, former head of content and, and social media over at Nike. Okay, so why am I bringing this up? Yes, it is a great brand. Yes, Jumpman is awesome, uh, but from my understanding and from what I see. I don't think Michael Jordan has actually any ownership of Jumpman. Now, why do I say that? Well, let me break it down for you. It is reported uh, that Michael Jordan receives uh, an annual uh, amount (laughs) for the endorsement of using his likeness. Uh, who owns Nike Jordan? No, Air Jordan is owned by Nike and is a personal brand owned by Nike for Michael Jordan. How much did Nike buy Jordan for? It is estimated uh, $110 million. Estimate of 2015 earnings with $100 million from Nike via Forbes. $480 million Jordan Nike earnings for 2002 to 2012. So when... What I'm trying to understand or help you understand is, yes, Michael Jordan gets a big chunk of the money that is produced by the brand. I'm not saying that he doesn't. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I am nowhere saying that Michael Jordan is not one of the highest paid uh, endorsed athletes of all time. But I would argue that Michael Jordan does not own Jumpman. Okay. I would argue that he doesn't own Jumpman. He is uh, a key stakeholder in the brand and uh, it all centers around him. And he makes a lot of big money from, from doing that. But to say that he actually owns it uh, would be disingenuous because it is owned by its parent company, Nike. Now, why does that matter? How does that have anything to do with Zion? 
how does that how does that connect to you know the 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 bigger conversation uh that we're trying to have here well let me tell you zion williamson it, it's almost like you remember <laughs> these rap battles would happen right those who are hip hop fans and uh <laughs> Who said that line? There was a line in hip hop that said, you're signed to a company that signed to a company that signed to a company, right? Zion Williamson is signed to Jumpman, okay, who endorses Michael Jordan. And this company is a subsidiary of Nike, which is owned by whoever that person is. Phil Knight or whoever is in charge currently. You're signed to a person who signed to a person who signed to a person. And all the reports are, I'm just so happy to be part of this uh, historic brand with Michael Jordan. Uh, well, it, I mean, it sounds good. It, it, it does sound good. Let me read something that's from one of your favorite publications, Forbes. It says here, Jordan's biggest benefactor has always been Nike. The swoosh originally signed Jordan out of North Carolina to a five-year deal worth $2.5 million total, plus royalties. MJ hung up his high tops for good in 2003, but the Jordan brand still dominates the retro basketball shoe market with a 60% share last year in U.S. per market researcher uh, NPD Group. The Nike brand has 23% and Adidas 9%. The Nike-owned Jordan brand. Repeat that. The Nike-owned Jordan brand also has a substantial business in China, according to NPD's Matt Powell. The legacy Jordan and Nike built generated $3.1 billion in revenue for the swoosh during its 2017 fiscal year. MJ's cut is well over $100 million. So let's look at that. Michael Jordan's cut is over $100 million. And that's dope. Jordan still also pitches for Hanes, Gatorade, and Upper Deck. So he's getting his money in all these other places. But let's just look at Nike. He's making $100 million uh, per, I'm assuming this is per year. Okay. It's well over $100 million, But they're making $3.1 billion in revenue. Okay. So let's, <laughs> I know it's difficult. This is all a game of math here. Okay, I, I want to start looking at black equity. If I'm taking $3 billion, okay, okay, $3 billion, and I'm taking out $100 million, <laughs> that still leaves well over $2.8 billion dollars of revenue before expenses. Now, if I did my math there wrong, please let me know. But either way, we're talking about a small chunk of money compared to what's really being brought in by using his likeness and building this brand around him. Now, what do they bring to the table? They bring the infrastructure, they bring the marketing, the branding, the strategic things that happen. But a big chunk of their company comes from Jumpman. And that's why a lot of people are saying, well, Jumpman could probably stand on its own. Well, it it, it really does. 
Jumpman does stand on its own. Alongside his parent company. The question is, can Michael Jordan stand on his own? Michael Jordan has endorsements with with Hanes and Gatorade and Nike. And now he owns, uh, you know, the Charlotte Hornets and all that is great. But he signed underneath Nike. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But to pretend as if, well, Zion just signed with Michael Jordan. Whoa. This is not accurate. What happened? Because I don't want people to get confused on the black equity of this. Zion signed to Nike. They worked out a deal to have him branded under Jumpman. Okay. And part of Jumpman's appeal is that it is directly tied to the branding of Michael Jordan. See, that's the, that's the real story. All this, Michael Jordan owns this. No, Zion did not sign to Michael Jordan. Now, it is estimated that Zion's cut per year is $10 million. Okay? That's a small percentage of their revenue, which is $3.1 billion. Okay? They're, they're paying $100 million to Michael Jordan. They're paying Zion $10 million per year. I'm not saying any of this is bad. I'm not saying any of this is good. I just want it to be seen as accurate to what just happened. Now, what I want to do is now that we've cleared the air, I want to give my thoughts on what I think Zion should have did. Okay, so let's do this. Let's lay out all the top basketball uh, shoe companies, basketball brands, and let's 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 all pretend to be Zion for a second. Okay, now who are we to tell the man what to do? But I, I just want to go through the mindset that I would have if I'm choosing a deal in any deal. Okay, but this is particular to. I'm uh, one year removed from college. I am the number one draft pick. I have a lot of leverage with my brand. People from all over are sending me deals. And so I am going to make a strategic play for the long term part of my future. I want it to be a multi year deal. Okay, I want to get I want to get enough stake in the game to where I can really build a brand and then leverage that brand to look at other opportunities. Okay. So here are some of the players in the game. Okay. There's Nike, Adidas, Feli, New Balance, Converse, Reebok, Under Armour, Basics, Puma, and Lacoste. Now, most people would say Lacoste shouldn't even be on this list. But, hey, it's listed here, okay? Also, uh, don't forget Jump Jumpman is on the list as well, but he they're a subsidiary under Nike, okay? So, what, what would I do here? Now, if my option is I'm not going to start my own shoe company, I'm not going to do my own big baller brand, 
and I'm only going to work with people who already have established brands, who am I going to work with? Okay. Well, I'm looking at the landscape here and I would think that recently what has happened with Kawhi Leonard going to New Balance should be a huge wake up call to where there's some a shift going on. Steph Curry going to Under Armour should be a huge shift. So who would I work with? Because essentially, uh, it sounds like all the deals were very similar. And so it all comes down to, uh, you know, brand match fit, right? I want to make sure that I match with the brand I'm going to work with. So you can't really go wrong with Nike and Jumpman. I mean, they have an established brand. They are bringing in X amount of dollars. They've built a, a wonderful system in place of how they are operating and bringing in revenue. So you can't argue against it. But here's what I want. I want back-end equity. That's what I want. I want back-end equity. And I want to establish my own name. That's just the way I'm thinking. I don't want to be underneath Jumpman. I don't want to be underneath somebody else's shadow. Now, the thing is, the, the X factor here is Zion obviously doesn't care about what I care about. So Zion's going to do what Zion wants to do. But I don't want to be tied to Jumpman. That's just me. So who am I choosing? If I am in his position, which I'm not, and so my words can just fall on deaf ears, but I'm just looking at this from an investment standpoint. I want a multi-year deal. Okay, if the most you're willing to offer me is $10 million a year, I'm sure it could go a little bit higher. But okay, let's say it's only $10 million a year for five years. Or maybe you want a longer-term contract. Maybe you want 10 years with me. I'm not signing 10 years because I want to be able to renegotiate in five. Now, maybe we can do a 10 with the option to renegotiate in five. And if we can't come to terms, then I go somewhere else. So an opt-out clause after five years, something like that, right? Well, here's what I want. I want back-end equity. Now, where am I going to get back-end equity? I got I to sign with a company that uh, is needing a boost in their appeal. And immediately what I'm thinking is it comes down to Feliz, Converse, and Puma. Feliz, Converse, and Puma. That's who I'm looking at. Now, you're saying, well, those aren't, you know, the best brands and they haven't established themselves all the way. Exactly. They give me more leverage than Nike does. Nike's already established. Reebok is already established. Adidas already established. Under Armour is now getting established. Under Armour gave Steph Curry back end equity. So, and New Balance now has Kawhi Leonard. So they may be able to attract more people. The best play for me as an investor is Puma, Feli, or Converse. Those are the three that stand out to me that if I sign with one of those three, I may be able to get back-end equity. So whoever offers me back-end equity out of all three of those, that's who I'm rolling with. Because virtually the rest of everything else is the same. And it's all going to come down to my play 
It's all going to come down to the brand I build around it. And I can have my own quote unquote jump man in the future alongside this brand and have my own subsidiary where I can get some equity there. That's what I'm thinking. So let's say all three of those companies offer me back end equity. Puma, Feli, Converse. Puma, Feli, Converse. Where am I going? Let's say it's all $10 million a year. And let's say they're all offering uh, back-end equity. Who am I working with? I'm sorry, but Feli may not be able to be suitable to have a significant enough brand for me. I would need a lot more than just a little back-end equity. Because I don't know if Feli is truly all the way in the game. But I see what Puma's doing with Rock Nation and Jay-Z. There could be an opportunity there. There could be an opportunity for them to be on the rise and sign up with Puma may be a good fit. Converse actually fits really well with the Zion brand. Having longevity, being part of the culture. The problem is I don't like their shoes. So for the winner, the winner for me is I'm signing with Puma. I see I see the direction that they're going. They don't make bad shoes. They don't make the best, but they don't make bad shoes. I could really do something with Puma and maybe have my own signature shoe. Or not only signature shoe, but my own signature of uh, subsidiary in the long term. Especially if I ball out and I become one of those players that I think I could be. If I sign with Puma, I'm betting on myself. If I sign with Converse, I'm betting on myself and I'm getting that back end equity. I'm getting royalties. I want to get as much as I can get out of the deal. If I sign with Nike, uh, I'm getting I'm, I'm building on a solid foundation. You always want to build on a rock. Whenever you're building on something, you want to build on a rock, not quicksand. Feli could be quicksand. It could be awesome, but it could not be. If I'm building on a rock. Nike makes perfect sense. Under Armour makes perfect sense. Adidas, Reebok, they all make perfect sense. But I also think Converse and Puma can be in that discussion. And they may be desperate enough to want to elevate their brand to offer me some back-end equity. And so if they all offer me back-end equity, Puma, Feli, and Converse, I'm going with Puma because everything is trending in a way where Puma is going in a different direction where they really want to be a number one option in sports apparel. Why not partner with Puma? To me, the players who understand the value of Puma and the value of Converse, if they have a big enough brand, if they've uh, uh, acquired a big enough audience, There should be some back-end equity involved there, and I can eat there for the rest of my life. To me, those are the two options I choose if I'm Zion. But he didn't make that choice. He chooses Nike, he chooses Jumpman, and in many ways, it's the safest choice to make. And it would probably pay off. You can't go wrong with it. But man, with that much appeal, with that much attention on you, Man, I don't know the deal. I don't know the terms of the deal, but man, you got to get some black equity out of this. And to not walk away with black equity, 
to not walk away with a little bit of ownership. Man, you really missed it. You really missed a really great opportunity. So you tell me what you think. Do you think that Zion made the best deal? Do you think working with Nike and Jumpman is the the deal to make for the culture? I mean, I'm just looking at the equity of things. And I'm trying to find the best deal that is going to uh, be a legacy move. So what do you think the best deal would have been? Looking at the landscape of the endorsements available. And when you're making endorsement deals or when you're making strategic partnerships, what are some of the steps that you take? Uh, if you want to share that information or you know, have that conversation with me, you know, send me a message. Uh, you can contact me via uh, IG at Black Equity Network. You can set up a uh, introductory call with me to have uh, preliminary discussions on different ideas that you're working on and things that you're doing. Uh, we look forward to speaking with you. Uh, and if you want more inside, in-depth conversations, uh, be sure to sign up to be a Black Equity Insider and become a premium insider uh, where you will receive daily information from me. Like I said before, this week we're studying Black affluence and how to attract high-end clients. And so if you are interested in that information, now is the time to be part of the Black Equity Insider. So I thank you all for joining us today. This has been a wonderful episode, and I look forward to speaking with you on the next topic as it comes across my desk. Thank you for listening. And once again, this is Black Equity.